1: doing a video club I'm Wendy that's Beth and then there's Minnie and Marlene is joining us yay Bye. I don't have my sound effect board I would do an applause um mm-hmm. and we're Fruit Loops and we watched We Own This City a document no it's not a documentary <laughs> it's a show and it's on HBO and it's based on the book by Baltimore Sun reporter his name is Justin Feton Uh, And they wrote, We own, or no, they wrote, We got a monster. And that's what we watched last month. And we were like, Yeah, let's check out the dramatization of all this nonsense going on in Baltimore. And I'm glad we did. Um, The series chronicles the rise and fall of the Baltimore Police Department Gun Trace Task Force and the corruption and moral collapse that befell an American city in which the policies around drug prohibition and mass arrest were championed at the expense of actual police work and human beings. Um, It was directed by Ronaldo Marcus Green, written by David Simon, and um, HBO has a companion podcast Podcast, which leads me to my next point: yeah, I a companion podcast. Oh, yeah, I listened to it when it first came out, and then went back and revisited it. And it is hosted by D Watkins, and it's just called "h." It's just called "We Own the City" HBO mm. official podcast or something like that. But it's really good, and most of the actors are from Baltimore. Oh. Baltimore has a whole economy since the mm. wire started, of production and TV and movie production mm. there, um, and so. A lot of the crew, a lot of the actors are from Baltimore. Oh, um, and a lot of them,
2: I learned on that podcast, uh, were like kids when mm-hmm. The Wire was being filmed and they were mm-hmm. like hanging around the set and mm-hmm. they they let them hang around the set and they taught them things and they uh, went into the industry. It was yeah. really
1: cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was really cool how full circle that all came. Um, so I think since we basically know... What happened? Story, yeah, mm-hmm. I I just want this to be. I don't know if anybody disagrees with me. I'm not really good at making rules, but just takes <laughs> and thoughts. <laughs> what are your takes and thoughts?
2: Um, this is such a good series.
1: I really agree good. more. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: and mm-hmm. casted perfectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: let's talk about some of our favorite cast. Um, I uh loved John Bernthal. Yeah, he what and I mean? <laughs> He's, he grew up in Washington, D.C. in a suburb of Maryland. Not quite Baltimore. But, right. you know, he uh he, he nailed knows the area. Yeah. <laughs> and I really I love John Bernthal. But he did such a good job of playing this being an asshole. asshole. I was like, <laughs> for a second, I had to, like, shake my head like. Oh wait, he's acting. <laughs> you don't have to hate John Bernthal personally. <laughs> no,
2: yeah, as a person, he seems pretty cool. But yeah, yeah. this character was a total asshole. Yeah,
1: total.
3: Uh, asshole. Although um, it wasn't enough, honestly, to me, he was not enough of an asshole. Well, they wait a w- minute.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, tell so me when, <laughs> so when they uh, listening to that podcast again, they said they were trying to present a character who is was complex, wasn't just you know asshole, a yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah
1: a monster i think um, they did a good job of that yeah. with all the police officers who ended up getting popped yeah is you saw kind of at the beginning they wanted to be good police but they were trained by bad to police. be bad, bad and, police, the cr- yeah. and the cycle just it's a, it
2: was systemic that mm-hmm. was the what i felt like they pointed out was that it, the whole thing was yeah, systemic. yeah
1: yeah i um speaking of the cast um the lady who it's Succession night. I hope everybody enjoys their evening this watching the season finale of Succession. Um I'm excited. But Carolina is a character on Succession and that same actress was in this show. I don't know her name, but she was she played detective FBI Lady Jensen. Was Lady she the flautist? FBI. Yes. Okay. Yes. And um mm-hmm. so that actress was talking about in that podcast how she was sort of drawn to this story and talked about she Immigrated from Poland to the United States when she was a child, and her relationship with police was really fascinating to me. As she's a white immigrant, but right. in mm-hmm. back in Poland, her grandfather was beaten to death by the police. Oh my god! Her father, um, they, the police in Poland came and raided her house, took her father out, put him in jail for a year. So she's always been afraid of police and. She was like, you know, I'm never going to pretend to be like a black person in the United States and have and and what that might be like, but she totally understood not trusting police mm-hmm. and law enforcement. And I I just thought that that was really really like a neat tidbit to know about her as, as an actress. Yeah. yeah. Um, who else? Oh, the lady, the black lady who was the DOJ attorney, uh, Nicole. Mm-hmm. Nicole, yeah. she's um, fantastic. Love her. Mm-hmm. I she was in uh Lovecraft Country. And I will just say, as a plus size woman, I am often disappointed by how they dress plus size women in TV shows. But her looks and uh outfits were so I, I was just like, where can I get an outfit like that? Like <laughs> I, when she goes to Goodwill to donate that, I want it to um <laughs> for myself because she looked her outfits, were just so they dressed her so well, like classy and um, in some parts, kind of sexy, like when her arms were showing and mm-hmm. some of those officey outfit outfits, and I just really like, enjoyed that. Um,
2: Something else interesting about her is she's English, or yes. she's originally from Nigeria, but yes. uh, lived in the UK, and she has an English accent. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. Um. What else did? Uh, any other thoughts about the cast?
3: Uh, well they, when you were mentioning the wire earlier, the, the guy that played Sean Suter, he was actually in the wire as yeah. a kid. Oh, yeah. Oh, he no. was like a young, young gangbanger type wow. kid in wow. the wire. Yeah. Ooh, we'll yeah. talk
1: about that, Sean Suter. Yeah, in 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 a minute. But I had I don't I didn't know that I've never Mm -hmm. I've seen two episodes. I had to look him up because I seen his face. I'm like I I know
3: him from something. What do I know him from? And I looked it up. I'm like, oh my god, he was that kid in the
1: wire. Wow, (laughs) the wire was 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah, and they talked
2: about it as kind of like a reunion.
1: Mm-hmm. Because there yeah. were a
2: lot of people who worked on the wire that worked on this project, as yeah,
1: well. they brought a lot of people back, which I again, really enjoyed. and And understanding that there is a whole economy of, creators who can make a living making film and TV in the city of Baltimore is really, like, exciting to know, right? Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's you can go so there. cool. You don't have to go all the way to Hollywood or New York or whatever. You can, you know, um, give back to your city by telling these amazing stories. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um. Who? Marlene, else?
2: you got any Got any thoughts? I was, uh, which, uh,
1: Wayne,
4: uh, Wayne Jenkins. And, uh-huh. And we're talking about him. His hair though just got <laughs> oh my
1: God. I was like, really He uh, ought to just- be ashamed of himself because he was so confident like as a yeah. individual yeah. and like thought he was the hottest shit, like going to the strip mm-hmm. clubs, throwing all these women money. Like I y- you if you have a haircut like that, the answer is no. Then
2: yeah. that beard
1: at the end. Yeah. It's yeah. like a yeah. <laughs> Amish beard. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. His um, beard, the beard department could use some work, I will say.
4: With, with his I also program. thought Herschel was kind of the. Bigger
3: asshole, right? Oh, there. yeah, he was oh, disgusting. Yeah, yeah, it and was, was that guy in, your, in oh, the oh yeah wire? Uh, no, he was in uh, Dead Poet Society. I had to look him up too. Oh, yeah, oh, he yeah. was another one. I was like, I know him as a young person. What was he in? Yeah. I mean, he's been in a ton of stuff, uh, yeah, but, or a, or maybe he was in the wire. Record. I don't know, but he, I, I, I knew him from
1: uh, Dead Poet Society. Got it, got it. Yeah, yeah I am um, my captain. <laughs> <laughs> that's Robin Williams, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Rest in mm-hmm. peace. So, one thing that I noticed is the intro. I watched it on every episode. Oh the intro, yeah, I love the intro. It they, was yeah, good. Yeah, the music, um, the and all the real mm-hmm. images from yeah. Baltimore. Really like. Was just another chef's kiss element that really like drove home the point that this is a Baltimore story. This is real, and um, I was checking out on Reddit because some people thought this was fiction. Oh, really? <laughs> oh. Yeah, and the, and they were like blown away when they realized this really happened. Yeah, oh, so man.
2: I was curious about that too because I don't remember when when it happened. I don't remember reading about it, and you know I'm I'm usually on top of the news, and uh, they made a point in the podcast. That this this all broke during the Trump administration. Yeah. We June were distracted by every fucking day. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, yeah. So that must be why I missed it. <laughs> there was a lot going on at that time. <laughs> there was, you know, yeah. I one of my um, thoughts that I jotted down was the parallels between Trump and Jenkins. Did yeah, anybody kind of just how brazen they yeah, both were and just like you're above the law. Com- yeah. You know? Above the law. Complete
3: and completely motivated by greed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And narcissism. Yeah.
1: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm what else oh this was interesting i learned this from the about the hbo podcast about the show about that frederick douglas lived in baltimore yeah and it turns out and the intro made me th- connected this in my brain ha- baltimore has a really rich history that i hadn't even considered, considered about yeah. music jazz mm-hmm. that that trumpet that's playing during the um intro is really rad um there is Sergeant Marshall is from Baltimore. Billy, Holl- Billy Holiday is from Baltimore. Montel Williams is from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ta-Nehisi oh, Coles. I forgot about
3: Montel Williams.
1: Yeah, and then um, the late Lance Riddick, who was in The Wire, oh, is also yeah. from Byers, so, or, right. or from Baltimore. So, rest in power to that man who didn't die that long ago. Um, and then, um, what's my next thought? Oh, just how powerful police are but then they want everybody else to follow the law <laughs> but Yeah, they don't have to do it which is so yeah, fucked fucking up wild yeah. and i don't know how anybody else feels about police abolition after watching this but i'm <laughs> i'm i'm more convinced than ever <laughs> yeah
4: i can see how people would think it's fiction because it is so so
3: bizarre hard to believe it's, yeah oh my
4: we uh, my friend and i we binged it and finished the last one today earlier
1: Mm-hmm. And then, uh,
4: yeah, it was just so—it's how uh, astonishing, really. I'm like, what? This actually yeah. happened.
1: Yeah, <laughs> going in people's houses, hunting people for their mm-hmm. money and their drugs, and people lost lives. Like that yeah. scene. I didn't appreciate this in the documentary, but had a real appreciation for what happened to that man. They stole ten thousand dollars from him. Yeah. He, he owed it to a drug dealer and they right. killed him on his front steps in front of his little girl. Right. Um, and then that family who that uh, man was talking about, they they he just cashed his check, was taking pizza home to his family. Mm-hmm. He you know, they affected people's livelihoods, um, people's abilities to get jobs like it. It really the ripple effects are infinite yeah
2: i thought they did a really good job showing that Mm -hmm. how how it affected all these people there was the one uh interview they were doing with one of the cops and Mm -hmm. they were talking about the guy uh, i forget what his name was uh devon the one they stole ten thousand dollars from and was killed they asked him about that and he was like yeah you know we just took money you know didn't hurt anybody and they're like no yeah he he died because Mm. you took that money and the look on his face was uh priceless yeah yeah because he didn't realize he, or you know it's it's well it was a the dramatization. they were telling
3: themselves yeah. Yeah. in yeah. order to be okay with with continuing to do it you know right you've got to tell just yourself money. this yeah. story in order to be able to do it you know and i don't know if they they did a, uh to me i don't know if they did a good enough job at really saying that they were um I don't know how to say this. Um, They weren't all drug dealers, you know, that they were stealing from. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even if they were stealing from drug dealers, this I mean, this is just not how you go about police work, you know. Yeah. And I I think in some ways they, uh, yeah, they didn't, to me, they didn't make it clear enough that Mm -hmm. a lot of the people weren't even doing anything wrong. They didn't make it clear enough that they were planting guns on people and then arresting them for that and planting drugs on people and then Mm -hmm. arresting them for that and Mm -hmm. then using that as an excuse to take their money. Um, So I I, I don't think they did a good enough job of making that clear, you know, Mm -hmm. like they were just they were just going nuts on anybody in the city they were
1: like cowboys People yeah. Yeah. who
3: were vulnerable you know yeah. and people who were just trying to make ends meet and then having everything taken from them by the cops basically yeah, yeah. you
4: know yeah. Yeah, they, they and, were yeah they were definitely milk in the clock uh, oh yeah, yeah. Home, and oh then, my god and then, and it was also to get their stats up too like mm-hmm. yes, yeah.
1: which is why the theory of police doing good work, Perpetuates itself. Look at all the guns they're getting off the street. Look at all the drugs they're getting off the street. We got to give these people more money. Defund the Mm -hmm. police. No way. Look at how good their numbers are. And it becomes a numbers game when it should be Mm. a people and community game. Abolish the police. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah,
3: it's, yeah. Just, it's basically creating crime in order to create
1: stats. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. excellent yeah. point, Marlene.
4: Yeah. That's what it says, uh-huh. too. It said, uh, I had written just down, it said, in a city of 620,000. BPD cops reported over three hundred thousand pedestrian stops in the last five years. Oh my god. And less than four percent resulted in a citation slash arrest.
2: Oh my god. Wow. Out That's- of
4: three hundred thousand pedestrian stops. That is insane. They're,
3: they're terrorizing people, the yeah. entire pe- cities. Just people, you know. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. to people, because I, th- wow. I think I if, think if you if you if you spin it that, oh, well, this is only happening to drug dealers, then people can kind of like, oh, well, that's OK, then it's OK if they're, you know, not doing the right thing. At least they're stopping drug dealers, you know, like mm-hmm. but it, that's not what that's not doing. What, what they were you doing. Know? Yeah. They were creating mm-hmm. crimes in order to, you know, steal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And right. I mean, um, you know, I, I will shout from the top of the mountains that I I think police and and prison should be abolished. But this whole system that sort of came from colonialism, um, from the theft of people's land and life and liberty for, you know, America to be formed, right? Mm -hmm. Police were really just policing Indigenous bodies Mm -hmm. and black bodies. Yeah. And that now it's evolved to what we have now. And yeah. I think it's really disgusting. I think it's vile. Mm-hmm. Um, And it but it it's a system, right, that was created by people. And I think that that is a hopeful thought, because it could also be a system that is improved or dismantled by people mm-hmm. um, if we have the will to do so. So I'll get off my soapbox now. <laughs> <laughs>
5: dot com and check out noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living available to buy now wherever books are sold Hello,
2: this is Dr. Grande, the host of True Crime, Psychology, and Personality. On my podcast, I explore and explain the pathology behind some of the most
4: horrendous crimes and those who commit them. We discuss topics like narcissism,
3: psychopathy, sociopathy So so what you were saying actually triggered something um that Uh, Well, today we went to the Fort Edmonton Park, and they have this new um, Indigenous Peoples Experience um, exhibit there. And um, it's really good. Uh, So if anybody's in the Edmonton area, you should definitely go to the uh, Fort Edmonton Park and check out the new Indigenous Peoples um, Experience exhibit. Because it kind of, Fort Edmonton Park tells the story of settlement from the perspective of the white person. Mm -hmm. Um, And so this one is is sort of trying to uh, also... Add Okay, well, this is from the perspective of the indigenous peoples, what happened uh, to them from their experience. Um, And then one of the one of the uh, little placards on there was mentioning that uh, people often talk about the Blackfoot and the Cree uh, fighting with each other. But Mm -hmm. the truth is that they did not fight with each other until the Europeans came and took just about everything because then there were limited resources and then they began to fight because there Uh. were resources that they were, you know, they they fighting over crumbs. Yeah, right. They, yeah. got us, yes. they
1: got us. They got us out here fighting yes. for crumbs. Yeah. Yes. And that's yes. white
3: supremacy. And yeah. And it and there's so many ways that it is perpetuated, you know, and it's still that, you know, there's this ongoing theme, I think, uh, in in the, some of our recent talks of the divide and conquer kind of, you mm-hmm. know, so there's like keep people distracted by this and then they don't pay attention to the, the really bad that's happening up above, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you. You're welcome. I don't point. know where I was going with that point. <laughs> but, but I like mm-hmm. it.
1: Uh, <laughs> shout out the name of that place again. What's the, oh, it's the called?
3: Oh, yeah. So it's the Indigenous Peoples Experience mm-hmm. uh, exhibit at the Fort Edmonton Park. So if you're in the Edmonton area, uh, stop by and check it out. Right on.
1: Yeah. Um, I had a thought that what is good, what they showed us was going on in Baltimore was I mean, it was so wide and so deep, but this is not the only police department here mm. on this continent that is do is doing this this or kind of thing, this kind yeah. of fucking, yeah, yeah.
2: maybe worse or or not as bad, but it's it's got to it's be happening, happening yeah. a lot
1: of places. I'm thinking of the L.A. County Sheriff and that, oh, yeah. that nonsense that's going on over there and their gangs. Um, that uh, oh yeah, you that's get right. brownie points for murdering people. <laughs> um. What? Yeah. yeah. What's, uh, the, what
2: yeah. do they call that gang? I well, forget. there are
1: there there's a, many there's dozens of L.A. County Sheriff's gangs and um, they are white. Wait, premises. this sounds
3: like a West.
1: Th- sorry. This oh. sounds
3: like uh, death. The death squads. That yeah. you're Talking about. Yeah. In- brazil exactly uh-huh. yep
1: exactly. and they what? they have yeah. tattoos Holy that shit. um identify Wait, this them is sanctioned by the or they, are they, they
2: not they're it. not doing anything about it? they're not
1: doing anything about it they're just it's, turning the other cheek mm-hmm. but um, there's a new la county sheriff now turning a blind eye yes there's a new la county sheriff now um he is trying to fix the problem and Several um, LA County sheriffs um, are being um, subpoenaed to testify about their involvement in LA County sheriff gang activities and crimes and extrajudicial killings. Um, but they're saying that having to testify is a violation of their civil rights. So there's some sort of weird, like, fight that they're trying to put on to prevent having to answer for their actions. But this is something I'm following. So I'll have more updates. Uh, very shortly. But the, yes, the LA County Sheriff's gangs have been a big problem since basically the sixties and communities of color have been sounding the alarm for (laughs) the whole time. Um, But it's only thanks to really, really good journalism is uh, coming to light. So, oh, um, thank thank God for good journalism. mm -hmm, Yeah. mm -hmm,
3: It mm -hmm. still exists. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> i think there was um, one particular gang that i became aware of but i don't remember what they were called um, well
1: i don't know they they have really um scary the sounding beans. names the, ge- the jelly beans <laughs> 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 it
2: was like the sharks or something yeah,
1: I don't know. yeah it's something yeah, they're they're really like oh that doesn't sound good it, 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 it's a bad piece in your mouth um what was I say? oh <laughs> um, that would be my gang yeah <laughs>
2: the, gum, the,
3: the gummy sharks yeah the gummy sharks. rep your, your set
1: <laughs> <laughs> rep your set babe <laughs> <laughs> Um fuzzy kittens yeah <laughs> um oh uh so it was six episodes um and remember when we were watching the documentary, we talked about Johnny Stepp or Donnie Stepp, not Johnny Depp. The, yeah.
2: the bail bondsman <laughs> yeah. the bail bondsman yeah yeah
1: yeah he was played by sort of a more like grotesque kind of yeah figure. i i have to admit i didn't figure
3: out that that's who he was supposed to be until like the sixth episode <laughs> yeah
1: like, the hell is he this didn't guy? really look like the guy no. who was featured in the in the documentary and he but- kept,
3: like he didn't they didn't explain well like who he was he just kept yeah. showing up at his house and i thought he was like one of his supervisors and and i was like uh yeah, it was it was very confusing to me. Mm-hmm. I thought it was this the guy was supposed to be one of his supervisors from the uh from the police department and oh, then yeah. he was like going over to his house for advice or something, you know, and um this, this story was so complex that
2: it yeah. was difficult. To keep track of it, everything could have used a couple more on. episodes,
1: mm-hmm. right? Yeah, they, they could have extended it just maybe two or three more episodes, and then things may things maybe have been a little more a little bit more clear. But I, I just think I, there yeah. was a lot
2: of <clears throat> characters.
1: Yep, and it there was were hard
2: to keep track of yep. all of them and who they were and what mm-hmm. their role was and what mm-hmm. they were doing. It, mm-hmm. it was difficult. Uh, a lot of the like I knew who the main characters were, but a lot of the the side characters I never mm-hmm. really figured out who they were
3: <laughs> yeah i wasn't sure if some of them were actually made up characters that were meant to just sort of represent a, a sort of type
2: so nicole
3: she yeah. was not a real character okay that's oh, what i was wondering okay. i was like okay. that's it, the I was only wondering one she was supposed to be sort of representing ivan yeah Hatt
1: in this story but she was an effective character yeah. in yes. the story yeah, forward yeah, it was, and it getting was us to see yeah. Mm-hmm. She like, was yeah
2: she was used as sort of like the the viewer mm-hmm. like she's figuring things out she's sorting things out um and so you're along with her for the ride she's the only one that i know of that was made up all the other ones i think were real
1: people okay okay um let's see uh the overtime thing i can't remember it was if it was marlene who brought it up but the when they were talking about their how their overtime paychecks were basically double what they yeah, already yeah. made, I was like, wow. And they weren't yeah.
3: actually working overtime. Right, right. You can yeah. do
2: that? <laughs> yeah, how did, I didn't really understand how they did that. They're yeah. just budging
1: the paperwork. Mm-hmm. But, and then there was a conversation in one of the scenes at the end with the mayor and they're trying to talk about, like, the budget and the commissioner was like, well, we're going to have to cut somewhere. And she was like, well, you're not taking away from the kids, not my babies. Um, but it makes total sense. I mean, this money has to go somewhere this taxpayer money right so if they're fucking up and fudging their overtime what does that do for the school robbing social the social problems and, yeah yeah mm-hmm. yep. pension and retirement mm-hmm. funds I mean everybody is harmed by so this. So they were robbing corruption. everybody. Exactly. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah, they were. Every they were. yeah, the whole the whole and um, the whole settlements city. that they had to pay out for Oh yeah, for millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of millions of dollars, you know that guy who got ki- the 80-year-old man who got killed in that yeah. crash which comes back over and over again throughout the the series. One of the men who got popped for the planted drugs, um, did get like eight million dollars from the city of Baltimore. Oh. And he left Baltimore because everybody knew he got this money and he was yeah. they were fitting to rob him. So he left Baltimore and he was in the car with his fiance and he had PTSD from this whole situation. Yeah. He was getting real paranoid and he shot his partner. Um, because oh. he thought she was stealing from him. So oh. I think that he went to jail maybe for a little bit. I don't know if he's still there. But, you know, again, just that's uh, another, you can't get away from the ripples. They're yeah. so vast. Yeah. Um, oh, I wanted to just say, I don't know if anybody noticed Wayne Jenkins' drink preferences. But what a bitch! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My hard, hard lemonade. He should yeah. go to jail for that. Uh, <laughs> wine coolers, <laughs> sir. Oh yeah. my God, I was I was embarrassed for him. <laughs> <'cause> oh, <laughs> was he?
3: Was he actually ordering a wine cooler? I thought mm-hmm. he was doing that ironically. No, he I didn't, was. No, I didn't think so because okay. it came up
1: more than once in the okay.
3: <laughs> I only noticed it the one time, and I thought he was like making fun of somebody by ordering a wine cooler, but he was actually
1: ordering was a wine actually. Cooler. Cooler. Ordering a wine cooler. These things are terrible. I know. <laughs> like, uh, can I just have a headache instead, please? Thank you. Yeah, it's gonna give you one anyway. <laughs> yeah.
3: Like that's what I used to drink when I was 17. I mean 21. Oh, <laughs> I started to- drinking. Uh, Garcon, garçon, do you
1: have the zimas back there? <laughs> it
3: was, yeah. Some strawberry
2: fields Boons, yeah. strawberry farms.
1: <laughs> or <laughs> yeah, or Lash strawberry hill, Lime.
2: whatever it was. Yeah, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got
1: it. (laughs) 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 Um, what else? Oh, so they got into the um, uprisings after the murder of Freddie Gray in the um, paddy wagon, right? He, Mm -hmm. Freddie Gray saw the police and was scared. I don't know why police are so baffled by people running away from them being afraid because a lot of times they will kill you. So Freddie Gray runs away, they put him in the car and give him a rough ride. The city erupts, no justice, no peace. And they had f- actual footage from yeah. um, Maybelline Mosley. Is that her name? Mosley. Anyway, she was the state's attorney. They were like, she um the police were like, mm, they're not being nice to us. <laughs> um, and were basically like against the citizens for being upset at them for right. fucking for fucking this yeah. up so royally. Yeah. Um and Um, the actors were provided a therapist on the set because of these really challenging scenes, which are really not that old um, and keep happening. some of them
2: had experienced it when it happened.
1: Mm -hmm. So the therapist was available to anybody who needed it um, when they were shooting these really, really difficult scenes. I thought that was so cool. Yeah. Um, Mm Yeah. So
3: one thing, when when you're talking about the um, the uprising and then uh, afterward, the the police uh, basically saying, "Well, we don't like being criticized for how we do our job, so now we're not going to do our job." Mm-hmm. Um, and at one point, they they referred to the resultant slowdown, and I and, and I did not like that choice of words because mm-hmm. to me, uh, the resultant slowdown of the police to me that implies that. The uprising caused this slowdown of of, of work, and mm-hmm. in reality, it was a choice. Yeah, you know how many of us, when we're working, if somebody tells us we need to do a better job, how many of us are allowed to go? Oh, you don't like how I'm doing my job? Well, I'm just not going to do it. And you're going to have to pay me anyway. (laughs) You know, it's like how many of us can do that? I'm waiting for anybody to tell anybody (laughs) Anybody if that is okay
1: to do. Uh, I've done waiting. Nobody said a word. (laughs) One
2: one of the results uh, uh, from that was um, when Jenkins and his squad, they were still out there doing their thing and they got a lot of praise for it. Right. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. I thought that was really. Um, I, I loved that scene because there was some, the, or the scene afterwards when Jenkins was sitting in like some cop break room with some other oh, cops yeah. and they were, they were listening to Maybelline Mosley say, I've heard your pleas for no justice and no peace. And I'm going to charge these officers with, I think manslaughter or murder. And then He was like, how could she do that? Yeah, he lost. He was like, how dare she? Uh, We're just doing our jobs. The outrage was so like hilarious to me because it was so un. Necessary and unwarranted But then I It also spoke to How complicated You know Wayne Jenkins was He really thought He was a good Police officer Well it's just like When
2: he One of the Prosecutors Said something about Him being a dirty cop He got so Ooh, off the Incented
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah
2: And he was like there in a strip club And he's just going Off about it mm-hmm. And And his uh, Coworkers Were just laughing They're like Well you kind of are
1: yeah. Like <laughs> (laughs) And he's like, no, no, not like that. Yeah. 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 And, you know, at the, the, like the last, one of the last scenes in episode six, I don't, it's not John Berthold. It's Wayne Jenkins is in like this police academy talking to all of the police officers who were involved, even the commissioner who was older than him and wouldn't have been in the academy um, at this time. So it was clearly a like vision. He was having a dream or something, a daydream. Um, But he was, like talking about how we're going to get all the drugs off the street. We're going to get all the guns off the street. We're going to do the right thing and good policing. And everybody's like, yeah. And he's like, yeah. And then he wakes up and he's in the prison yard. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
3: oh, is that what that scene was? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought they, I thought they were doing like a flashback and like, this was how he <laughs> like got people on board with what he was doing. Um
1: I can see that. I think I thought that at first, but yeah. I mean, when you when you watch yeah. it all the way through, okay, it's like, oh, yeah, he, was oh, only he literally opens his yeah. eyes.
3: <laughs> and uh, okay, he's in the okay. Prison yard.
1: Um, and it's so funny to me how uh, Wade Jenkins really thinks he got railroaded and thinks he's completely innocent. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> he, he still does. Yeah, he thinks yeah. He's, he's his own
4: uh, lies. Yeah.
3: Like, yeah. yeah,
5: wow, it, it's that's... very,
3: it is very Trump-like. Um, yeah, at, thank you. Like, yeah, because. It's kind of a half and half like I, I, I'm I, not sure if he actually believes it or if he's so obsessed with how he's perceived that it's mm-hmm. very important to him to, you know, it's like from the Shakespeare, you know, me thinks the lady doth protest too much. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. I don't even know what that quote is from, but, you know, people use it for this sort of situation where like he needs people to think that he believes that he is innocent you know, so oh. it's all about how other people perceive him. Yeah, I don't know why my avatar. Keeps-
5: <laughs> your avatar is <laughs> laughing. At you. Yeah,
1: like, what? <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? To, yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm so puzzled. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, your avatar is turning into Wayne Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay that one was appropriate now that one is
3: appropriate yes for for those of you listening at home I, I chose to use an avatar instead of putting on a hat this time and it's it's being weird it's it's possessed it's, possessed. it's laughing when things aren't funny <laughs>
1: <laughs> pretty bad laugh, but I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Keep yeah, it up. I like it. I like yeah. it. <laughs> keep it up, <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll keep it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I wanted to talk about the controversy about Sean Souter's death. Oh, and yeah. Sean Souter yes. was the officer present when that um, crash happened and that 80 something year old man died after the crash of a heart attack. Um, And he ended up leaving that gun trace task force squad to get on the homicide. And I think he thought, you know, I'm out of there. scot free hands is clean. I don't got to worry about anything. That's all behind me until the feds come knocking on his door. And he was supposed to testify, I guess, later on that day or the next day. And he there's a scene where he's driving around with his partner and he pretends he says oh i see a criminal over there we gotta go get him and his partner was like are you sure okay dude i'll just go with whatever you say and they get out of the car and he's like no i think he went this way he was wearing this and that and his partner's like i don't know what you're talking about but i'll stand over here and get your back and then he goes down an alley and you hear three gunshots and they find him with a gunshot wound to the head this mystery assailant, nowhere to be found. Um, And his partner didn't see what happened. He just heard it. And so the controversy is, did Sean Suter's unalive himself successfully? Or was it a murder? And the it really is, you know, it depends on who you ask, um, what what the thoughts are. I don't know if Mm -hmm. you guys thought about it? What you, be- what if you have any take on it or, or what?
3: Well, I, I looked it up after, mm-hmm. um, and it says that he was shot in the head at close range with his own service weapon, which was recovered under his body. So, um, how does that and, happen? and And it says that blood was found on the inside of Suter's shirt sleeve. Suter's DNA was found inside the barrel of his own Glock, uh, and his death remains unsolved. Um, yeah, so I mean it. It kind of does sound like suicide. Um,
2: Nobody knows exactly what happened. The guy, I can't remember who it was on the podcast. Uh, he either directed or wrote the story. I don't remember who it was, but he believed that Suter unalived himself. And yeah. the footage. I guess there was a video footage of him behind that van.
5: Mm-hmm. Um
2: and he was looking anxious, and uh, the things that they portrayed in the show, that actually happened, but they don't know what happened after he went down the alley. They mm-hmm. just don't know. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the official police position is that he unalived himself, but the coroner um, ruled it a homicide. And they believe that he did it because his family, his family wouldn't have. Yeah. If he, you know, so he wanted to make it look like a homicide and um, they they did get the benefits. So, but I, you know, nobody really knows for sure.
3: Yeah. And the um, other thing that I was reading is that after he was found shot, then the police cordoned off and um and locked down the neighborhood where it happened for 6 days. Wow. Yeah. yeah it's oh it wow. uh 100 houses, a church and two stores. Holy shit. Wow.
1: That yep. wow. Oh,
3: yep. What they do for for
1: for one of their own, one, but one not, of their own a citizen. Yeah.
3: yeah. Yep. And so, and the officers um, were positioned around the area's perimeter and they would stop residents, asking them for identification and preventing wow. them from entering their ho- own homes without identification. Holy shit. Members wow. of the community later sued the city for the lockdown, alleging that the city violated residents' constitutional rights. Yeah. And they the Baltimore police department paid ninety six thousand to settle oh the my suit. God. And Issue a formal apology.
2: But yeah, but still it. they're yeah. they're like bleeding money. Yeah. Because yeah. of the things that the this police department does. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And i I mean it, it in my mind it seems so simple. We could make a decision today to start doing the right thing. Yeah. But mm-hmm. there's I mean, I don't I don't get politics um, that much, but there must be some uh, there must be something going on behind the scenes in the room where it happens uh, <laughs> that 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 we aren't privy to that makes it impossible. And it's it, it's frustrating. Like, the, it's this is not what the citizens yeah. want, right? No, um, mm-hmm. we want ours. And that's we own the city. Police can't own the city. One person can't own a city, right? It's a city. It's a community. It's a right. democracy. <laughs> like what? Um so the irony of that statement, I think um made the title so appropriate. Yes, yes.
3: yeah. whole
1: yep. case.
0: Phyllis Cottle was a badass woman, and I want to tell you her story. A production of Evergreen Podcasts and signature title of the Killer Podcast Network, you can find Carol Costello Presents Blind Rage wherever you get your podcasts. Discover more great true crime and paranormal programming at killerpodcast.com.
4: The truth about the Haditha massacre has been covered up, but not anymore.
1: I know you know what happened. They went into houses and killed women and children.
4: What are you thinking? What a mess.
3: U.S. Marines murdered
4: innocent civilians in cold blood. And at the center of it all is
5: 25-year-old Sergeant Frank Wooderick.
4: And me, Murder in House Two, a new podcast from Crowd Network.
1: Um hey I wanted to talk about there were some great monologues in this <laughs> series. Um uh let's see. Uh there's the Jenkins monologue when he says we own this city after he got given the the gun um trace task force. Um then um there's the Jenkins speech when he after he takes his plea and he's getting his sentence, he's, he's, you know, got tears and he's so ashamed and he's, he's a family man. Yeah. I was like, blah, blah, blah. Enjoy them 25 joints. Um, and, and my, how the tables have turned. You hate to see it actually. And by hate to see it, I mean, I um, the DOJ lady speech about growing up. In her neighborhood in a wealthy white neighborhood and how she Mm -hmm. turned out okay but she talked about the abuse her brother suffered at the hands of the police and I thought that was a really like it really got me that speech and then um the commissioner's speech at the end when Mm -hmm. um he was talking about accountability and he had all these plans no more plainclothes police officers we're not gonna count you know beans anymore we're gonna it's quality over quantity and he admits that they should have known that there was all this corruption going on um and then he got fired um and then yeah well they a...
3: needed somebody to pin everything on so that yeah. they could make people feel like they were doing something
1: yeah make people mm-hmm. feel like they're doing something that's yep. that's right and so they get this new commissioner who uh they're went to jail <laughs> 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 he was not a good person either nope. um Little he went to jail too. Uh, yes didn't... for tax mm-hmm. stuff
3: Mm -hmm. Um, I thought that was pretty funny.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Not my babies. babies (laughs) 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 Yeah. Guess who's going to jail tonight? Uh, (laughs) 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 And then there was, um, the war on drugs speech that the Mm, DOJ lady, yes, the DOJ lady was listening to this former police officer who's a teacher at the academy or something. I can't remember his name or if he, I'm not even sure if he was a real person or not, but he talked about we lost the war on drugs and everybody knows it. And yeah. who's gonna say it and then do something? I was like, "Woo, get this! <laughs> everybody on this show needs an Emmy yeah. and an Academy <laughs> Award, a Tony, everything." Um, and then um, there was that scene where Jenkins was speaking to the recruits, and if only all the words he had said it were true, right? You know. Mm-hmm. And then uh, let's see. His drink choices were trash. The outfits. (laughs) So I talked about the DOJ lady, who's who's a a full figured woman, um, who they dressed beautifully. The Ravens paraphernalia was everywhere. If you were like, I wonder what city does this show take place in? Like you forgot what we on the <laughs> city was about. <laughs> Just look at somebody's hat or t-shirt because they're, they <laughs> love the Baltimore Ravens. Um, and and the they Orioles too. Yes. I mean, it was, mm. it was, I mean, I guess I, I don't know anybody from Baltimore except for the affirmative murder guys, but people from Baltimore really love Baltimore. Um, and I think that's cool pride for your city um sure. the corruption part is not great but no, not so good <clears throat> i totally get loving your city and then there was this one scene where one of the police officers um who i think it was gondo gongo i'm not sure what gonzo gone he was something. Um, yeah I he know was one of the really dark skinned black men yeah but he gets out of his car and he's wearing like this silk purple shirt mm. did anybody see this Mm-hmm. Was anybody else like, what yes. am I looking at? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was the early 2000s. I guess maybe that was a thing at that point. I don't know. Uh, but. That was not a wonderful costume choice, but and it's, it's like <laughs> the buttons were like unbuttoned in the. In yeah, the I was. Yeah, yeah, I did know.
3: I did notice that one. Yeah, um, he's he's a good looking actor, but yeah. Then, yeah, and that's what made the shirt stand out.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's like what? Like, why what? did they what? do him like <laughs> that? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> um and then the last thing there were some scenes from the documentary that we just heard people talking about and describing but we actually got to see like it kind of in real time like the attorney Bates he was that light-skinned attorney Who was heavily featured in the documentary that we watched? We got a monster. And he was talking about in the documentary how Wayne Jenkins was in trial. We see that, we see him on the stand, and they're talking about how smart Wayne Jenkins was. But he must have said something that triggered Jenkins, and Jenkins um, stopped him in the hallway after that hearing. Um, And I remember in the documentary, the light skinned, handsome attorney talking about that exchange, but we actually got to see it. And I was like, Really excited to actually see it play out. It yeah. was a good scene. Um, and that's it for my thoughts. What else do you? Wh- what else is there? We had about ten minutes left. What do y'all think?
3: <laughs> yeah, I really, I really liked the monologue, um, about the war on drugs. Um, yeah, which yeah. the whole thing was so, still is so stupid. Um, but the concept uh-huh. that in a war you need warriors. And in a war, you know, you've got one side versus the other. So that's when it really started this division. Mm-hmm. of one side versus the As other versus calling yeah. it a war you know mm-hmm. and uh, another thing i i was thinking about when uh, we went to fort edmonton today because it, it goes over the history of edmonton but um they had a, a sign from the prohibitionary or the pre-prohibition mm-hmm. era when uh they were talking about the ills of alcohol and um it they didn't have prohibition in canada but they did oh in, in, US. Yes. I so, know. yes. So that actually caused crime, you know, like oh. making something that people are going to do mm-hmm. illegal <laughs> creates. Crime mm-hmm. and they created bootleggers who would go back and forth between Canada and the U.S. Uh, getting alcohol from Canada and, and and bringing it into the U.S. And, mm-hmm. and people making money that way. And so that's essentially did the same thing. You know, this you make um you you really start to go after drugs or you make certain things illegal. It creates crime. Yeah, and it it's it's like and then this, you need more police. Yeah, it's yeah. this. Stupid machine. It's a yeah. stupid machine.
1: And crime like, is completely subjective. Like, I mean, yeah. yeah. So alcohol yeah. was illegal in the United States right. and now it's huge. It was a, it business, was a huge right? crime
3: back then, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. That, and now it's like you could just as long as you're of the appropriate age, you can go to the store and buy it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like so, but if we made it illegal again, we could create all kinds of new criminals.
1: You yeah. Know? And mm-hmm. the economy of crime mm-hmm. uh is so disgusting. I hate it here. Mm-hmm. So you have the police who are enforcing the crime and then locking people up. Then you have the prosecutors and the DA who get paid to build these cases against citizens. Then you get them put into incarcerated buildings, sometimes owned by the state, sometimes owned by private corporations who make money off these beds and cells being filled by citizens and human beings for profit. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so it just yeah. It's is just a money making machine. No it's terrible. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, like, yes, how do you yes. how
3: do we back this up? We just need to get rid of a lot of these laws. Mm-hmm. And I
1: mean, we need some Republicans laws,
3: are not going to be.
1: <laughs> but I know. Sure. I know. It's sure. just All like. On sure. that. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. <laughs> I mean, one thing I thought of it when watching the Freddie Gray uprisings in the show is, I mean, there were people breaking other people's property, right? Smashing windows of cars that weren't theirs and Mm -hmm. burning buildings down. And I, and I understand the anger behind that, but then what, what do we do? How? What could we do with all this anger to mm-hmm. effectively create change? Like I would have liked to know after these uprisings, who's on the ballot? What elections are coming up? Where can we go to vote for these people? Whose policies are hurting us? Whose policies are helping us? Like if there was if we saw that on the news or if there was a website that we could go to to easily have access to the information that would help us like organize and strategize. Sometimes it's demonstrations and uprisings. Um, but what do we do after that? That was where I was thinking about that a lot in this mm-hmm. past couple of days after watching this, like, what do we do? And I'm just waiting for somebody to tell me I'm happy to help. <laughs> I just, like, What do I do? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, but this was really, really good. I might even it watch was it good. again. Yeah.
3: I think I need to watch it again because I think, um, I think it, The fact that I had watched the documentary first and I already knew what happened, Mm -hmm. what started me focusing more on um, evaluating whether or not they were doing a good job of retelling the story instead Mm -hmm. of letting it tell me the story story, that they wanted to tell me. And it wasn't until the last two episodes where I really let it go and and let them tell me the story they were trying to tell me instead of, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, so I think I need to watch it again with a new set of eyes. Uh-huh. Yeah, with some of the things that you've you guys have said. Um, and and maybe I would get something.
2: I listen to the it.
3: podcast too. It's
2: no, it's yeah, really good. It's really yeah. helpful.
1: Like it it had me going, Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it just made it more I'll I'll listen to a podcast about anything, but especially a TV <laughs> show. <laughs> yeah. What Any do you final think?
2: thoughts, Marlene? Yeah.
4: I wrote, uh, I thought Wayne Jenkins' descent from grace was pretty sad too. Like he had a shitty trainer or what
2: would they mm-hmm. called? Yeah. Him? Yeah.
1: Yeah. What, mentor, who, what are they who, called? Me? Mentor? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: But yeah, that, and I was, we were talking about that, how it trickles down. Like you teach someone bad habits and they're going to teach someone bad habits. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it looked like he was trying to, uh, how they all are, how they're so gung ho and trying to be a good cop fresh out of the academy. Mm-hmm. And then they're yeah. like, ah, oh, mm-hmm. F all that. This is Baltimore. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. 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 I wonder, I wonder, that I wonder
3: about that sometimes. That um, cause I've mentioned before I, I dated a, a police officer for a while and he was fresh out of the academy and he was, you know, I want to help people and all of that sort mm-hmm. of thing. And, and I wonder sometimes, um, I wonder if he's still got that mindset or if they managed to if drag he's him been down. Spoiled, mm. yeah. yeah, 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 Jaded. yeah, yeah. But it, I think it's it can't be an easy job, and I think that kind of similar to like if you're a therapist and all you ever deal with all day long, like there's actually a high suicide rate for psychologists, psychiatrists. I didn't know that, yeah, <laughs> um, and uh if, if all you see every day is, is people with really difficult problems, um, and struggling and struggling. And, and I think it starts to color your thoughts after a while. And so I think, you know, with police officers, if, if all they're focusing on is, uh, criminals, criminals, then they start seeing everybody as criminals, you know, Mm -hmm. and I wonder if there's something we can do to make the job less that, you know, I don't know, Uh Uh like, Yeah, because I mean, I I agree that that it's broken. The way that police work is is done is broken. I do also think that we need somebody, um, you know, when people are out murdering. People, that, yeah, sure. Yeah, stop them from yeah. the. We need Olivia <laughs> Benson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. We need somebody out there. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, but oh, Bobby bring Bobby Gordon like. back. Yeah, that's <laughs> one.
3: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, how 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 do we how do we change this? Yeah,
1: that's. Well, I, just keep... I think that I'm glad. I mean, by now there's a bunch of Baltimore police properties, right? There's the wire. There's we own the city. Mm-hmm. We got a monster. And mm-hmm. every with every piece of content about this stuff, people are having conversations about it like we're doing now. And so I think that's a great start. Right. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I just know what we're doing now ain't working. Yeah. Um, But I, I think it's a big more problem. Conversations. So it's gonna, yeah, yeah. More conversations. It's going to take a lot of ideas. It's going to take trial and error. You know, maybe the first things we try out Suck.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: But we just keep trying to make it better. I mean, yeah. I think that's what it's all about. Otherwise, I really don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> yeah. May I be so.
3: excused. <laughs> May I be
1: excused. Yeah. <laughs> so um yeah. I'm glad we watched it. Thank you, Marley. Yeah, thanks for joining yeah. us. All right. Yeah, y'all. Yeah. So this has been Fruit Loops Video Club. whoo that was good. <laughs> um, I'm Wendy, that's Beth, that's Minnie, and Marlene is joining us. And uh, this is for our Patreons, and we're so grateful for all of you. Um, and uh, look alive, y'all! It's crazy out there,
2: <laughs> it sure is, especially in Baltimore.
0: At LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
4: From DNA testing to the Dixie Mafia, Crime Capsule brings you new stories of true crime in American history. I'm your host, Benjamin Morris. Join us for exclusive interviews with authors from Arcadia Publishing, writing the hottest books on the most chilling stories of our country's past. You can find us wherever you get your favorite podcasts or on evergreenpodcasts.com. Crime Capsule. History so interesting, it's criminal.